Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul Angeline. And today we're talking about running a horror game. Yes. How to make it scary. Because it is the season. Tis the season, yes. So what's the first thing you want to talk about? Well, on your list, we or on my list, I have uh I guess different genres. Mm-hmm. Uh you talked about some Victorian mystical horror. Yeah, that was the article that I was reading that got us on this topic. Right. So right off the bat, if you're talking about horror, number one horror game in the world is probably called Cthulhu. <clears throat> yes, I concur. And Or anything Cthulhu-like. Anything with the name Cthulhu in it. Cause there's a ton <laughs> anything of... with the name Cthulhu is going to be horror. Because <laughs> there's a ton of games. Uh, I was talking to Jolene, and, and the funny thing is that for some reason... I don't know what it is. I don't know the legality of it is of it all, but or why it happened. But the there's no estate of what's his name? Lovecraft. Lovecraft. So it entered public domain because uh, it wasn't published or whatever. Whatever it takes to keep it, the rights to it, to somebody didn't happen, and so it became public uh, domain. And so anybody can use the word Cthulhu, and anybody can write about Cthulhu and. So in the world of gaming, I hate to say, uh, especially Kickstarter, there's been a lot of people who used Cthulhu and made a lot of money to for their game, no matter what game it is. There's been a couple of times when the Kickstarter wasn't fulfilled. Uh, I think there was a couple of board games that went that way. But uh, anyway, but we're not talking about business and logistics. We're talking about how to make your horror game scary i guess well any kind of cthulhu game usually if it's lovecraftian right the, right the setting can be from the 1930s 1920s 30s. i think that the 20s that's the, is, is, is the, the is the what do you call it period. is the that's when, when he was writing right that that is the the standard setting of yes. the game right and it's it's um set in the united states right in the well at least the city right right Somewhere in the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what city he's from or where he bases it. Well, Lovecraftian, uh, well, I don't want to call it Lovecraftian. Cthulhu is based in on the East Coast, right? Yeah, I think uh, somewhere in, is it Pennsylvania or Boston? No, Boston is not. The okay, state. you don't, don't, don't do the East Coast, Saul, because you don't know where anything is, please. <laughs> So that so and Cthulhu is scary because if you don't know, Cthulhu is this great evil, horrific evil. Yes, from another dimension. There's other, but there are other um, settings or genres you could have, and and the genre is important it important in a horror game, right? I, I have down vampires, and we talked about this. There's different kinds of vampires, right? You could play a vampire, the masquerade, and it's kind of a horror setting, right? Because they're vampires. Yeah, you play but vampires, it's, but it's very um, intrigue based, right? I don't think I don't think vampire masquerade is supposed to make you feel scared. Yeah, I don't know. But if you talk about other vampires, like Dresden vampires, you should be very scared, right? I guess it depends on what relations you have with that vampire, right? If you're trying yeah. to kill him, it might be a little scary. Um, and then I have modern horror, which I put down Supernatural, Dresden Files, Dark Conspiracy. Yeah. That would be a totally different kind of, of genre for 
a horror game than Cthulhu, right? Correct. Because Cthulhu, you're most likely going to go insane. Yes. Well, the thing is, is that I've, from what I've heard from the f- few friends that I have that play Cthulhu quite a bit, they say the monsters that you meet, come across in those games are not defeated by brawn and bullets because right. they're just too powerful. Right, just the fact of looking at them causes you to lose sanity points, which is very important because statistic in Call of Cthulhu, after you go below a certain threshold, you're clinically insane, and you basically you end up in an asylum. Yeah, your character is now an NPC, rope another character. So, and that happens quite often in those games because everything you come across, any part of Eldritch horror you, you see or hear about or read will cost you or may cost you sanity points depending on the gm and how mean they want to be to you so <laughs> that's Saul's idea how mean they want to be to you <laughs> so it's very easy to lose sanity and depending on who's running the game and and that's that's the slow spiral into uh into insanity that causes you to lose your character and make another one so that in itself is a scary proposition it's always over your head as a player that the more you act the more you delve into this stuff the higher chances of you losing sanity and losing your character so that's a fine line so when you're playing call of cthulhu you're not trying to your your ultimate goal shouldn't be to kill the monsters it should just be to figure out what the situation is and try to get out of it alive right you're trying to defeat the monster i guess in a certain way but you for the most part it is you're not going to be able to blow it up and it's not really a if you're going to defeat it you're going to need somebody that has a spell to do or, it, or a certain artifact or an artifact would, you know. it's it's more of an investigative game it's not a yes a monster hunter game correct Correct. That's exactly you're, you're right. Which is what which is what supernatural is, or literally, that's what it is. Supernatural, as in the TV show yeah. Supernatural. Yeah. Yes. And the genre, right? With the what's Sean and Dean Winchester? Sam. Sam and Dean Winchester. Yeah. yeah. And dark conspiracy is that kind of thing. Dark conspiracy is a kind of in between, right? Because because in Call of Cthulhu, not everybody sees the evil stuff, right? Right. They just pass it by. <laughs> Or it doesn't become right, it visible doesn't, to them, it's right? It's not really visible to them. It's the same thing in Dark Conspiracy, right? Not everybody sees the what's going on. Right. I think most, most horror games of that ilk, where you are chasing evil, kill, hunting and killing it, you're part of a special group of people who have either it had some sort of supernatural experience or other world experience that exposes you to that world and now you cannot unsee what you just saw and now and now you're once you've been exposed you can see that world and you can't unsee it so what happens is either you ignore it as much as you can or you decide to stand up and fight and that's that dark conspiracy that's supernatural and even call cthulhu right because most of the world is oblivious to what's going on yeah Remember, uh, <laughs> this is a funny story. I know I've said it before, but it's been a long time. We were playing. I was running Supernatural with my friends. And uh, at one point, the, the players go, let's call the police. Right? And then, and then uh, Jolene, was, who was, uh, I think that was the first time you really 
got fed up with my group <laughs> and like get out of the way i'm gonna play because you're like what she, she's laying on the couch uh, right right here my right where i'm podcasting from and uh recording and she goes you can't call the police you guys are criminals you guys have criminal backgrounds some of them some of the player characters and they're like, what? And the, my players are, and my, my friends are going, what are you talking about? Because they had never seen the show. <laughs> and and I'm like, and I was like, uh, and so she goes, give me a character, Saul. So I give her a character. She sits down and we start playing Supernatural and then the cops were not called. Right? <laughs> so that's if not how you kill it. Uh, that's not how the, you play the game. I think it's very interesting that that because they had never seen the show, they were completely uh, clueless as to the way the show went or what the show was about, right? Uh, the idea of calling the cops because uh, uh, Werewolf was killing little kids or something or, or, or kidnapping defense, people. After after that game, Don went home and yes. loved Supernatural. Yes. He went out and binge watched it. He goes, it's a great show. He goes, now I know what Jolene was talking about. <laughs> Actually, no, I never said she were wrong. I just thought it was funny that, like, you're like, you were hearing what was going on, and then finally you decided. Oh, what are they doing? Yes, and so, that was- so that in and of itself. So if you're, that's a different kind of horror. So if you want to play a horror game where you're the monster hunter, and even um, the Vampire Masquerade, they have a game called Hunters, right? Hunter, yeah, Hunter or Hunters, the hunt Hunters, right? And they are the vampire hunters, the regular people that. Go after her vampires, which it seems clearly, like a, a very, clearly unmatched. <laughs> which just seems like a very silly thing to do. Very, very dangerous but thing to do. It's like when whenever Saul runs his Dresden game, and he goes, "Well, in in the Dresden game, the RPG, it's not they're not as powerful as they are in the books." But everybody who plays the game has probably read the books. Yes, I want. I don't want to have anything. Yeah, to do I remember. With this. I remember. I, I included them for flavor yeah. in, in one game that I played at DungeonCon years ago and then as soon as i mentioned well as soon as they figured out vampires were involved like two guys goes oh wait we're out we're not going there and then it goes they kick ass there's no way we can do anything about them and then i'm we're like okay the other way i go well the vampires in the rpg are not as powerful as they are in the show or in the movie i mean in, in the, the books. books and it was a show yeah. for a brief period of time and uh, i'm like and they're like oh okay they still couldn't do it, and they still were very wary about the whole situation. So, so those those are two different two kinds of genres, right? And those will make excellent games. You just have to figure out what the what's the scariness is going to be. Right. But then there's a couple others that I have down for genres that I think are um, are really good, like um, Alien. Yes, is a sci-fi horror game, and it's probably the best sci-fi horror game because. They're aliens, and you're gonna die. I think the the really cool part about that is because Alien is such a well known franchise, and and there's only been like four movies, and uh, some of them totally sucked. Well, I guess there's more there's now. More movies now, yeah, yeah. They've done expanded the universe, but everybody knows what Alien is about. It's about some parasitic uh, alien that lays eggs inside of you, and then they blow up out of your chest, right? So whether you've seen the movie, read the comic books, or whatever, most people above the age of 20 probably know what Alien is about. And that's like already they're paranoid, right? Yeah. No matter what. So in this one game that I ran, I think I ran, it's called The Chariot of the God. And uh, 
they come across a derelict or a, a floating ship that they find out there. And immediately everybody's like, I don't want to go on a ship. <laughs> right? And, like, and they're like, you know, and they're all broke, right, in this game, right? They all need money. There's all, they all have reasons to want more money. Uh, either because uh, some one of their their kid one of the not their kids but one of their brothers is dying of some disease that needs money and needs special medicine. There's a reason you're or, out there working for that company, right? Or the captain needs more money to pay off his ship, or it's going to get impounded, or whatever. or one of them's a drug addict, and one is a drug addict, and all these other things, right? So there's a reason for them to go and get the ship because if claim it as salvage, they claim ten percent or one percent of the ship's and worth. That's- what they told them to do. And that's a ton of money yeah. in that world, right? So there's that drive. But let me tell you, they were so expecting the, the alien from Alien the movie and aliens to come out and attack them, they were super paranoid. Automatically, the tension was set to like 11, right? Because like they, they were like, okay, the captain goes, well, we got to go over there and figure out what to claim this to salvage. We got to land on that ship and see what's going on. And, that, and when you're doing a horror game, that's what you want, right? You want so so the genre is important. And when you come across a genre like Alien, where everybody knows that it's a horror game in space, it does ratchet up the tension. Yes. As Saul says, it makes it you're like you're always looking around the corner. Where am I going to get attacked? You know that there's something there that can kill you instantly, right? At least you believe there is. Yeah. So that makes it, that makes the, that's the thrill of playing the horror game. Yes. And like I said, Alien is like a perfectly, perfectly set up game for you, right? To, to experience horror. Because usually in a confined space, mm-hmm. a spaceship, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's a big spaceship. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? There's nowhere you can run, theoretically. And, and so that sets up that, that phobia, that, that fear of the unknown, the fear of confined spaces, the fear of being infected by this thing. And usually and, those ships are pretty big, right? Well, it depends on that. The ship you're or, the ship that you are in is just like a as a smaller ship. A sp- yeah. And you you come across what is a research ship, which is much bigger than yours. So in that game, I mean I ran it three times and each time everybody did different things. Uh and everybody's uh, idea of what alien is, right? attributed to the way that the games went right and also made them just scared right they didn't and it made now i don't know if they were scared but they were being extremely cautious about everything they did and they were on a time limit right because they could only be on that ship for a a limited period of time so the slower they went the more time it took, so then they would have to come back to their back to their own ship and resupply oxygen and stuff so and as you know in a in Alien, if you haven't played it or watched the movie, bad things are going to happen no matter what you do. And it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that there's a little alien running at you. It just means that all of a sudden the air isn't circulating anymore. Everybody has to put on their suits. There's some kind of... I uh, have to tell them that. They already put on their suits. <laughs> there's going to be a... Something's going to blow out in the engine room. Something's going to start on fire different kinds of things are going to happen right and that's part of the horror of it trying to right and then there's always the the chance that you're going to run into an alien in that particular scenario that Saul ran it wasn't a big alien they were the little little guys coming at you at the beginning at the beginning at the beginning yeah Yeah, it was a totally different type of alien so yeah so and I think that was funny is that they expect this alien there's a certain type of alien and when it wasn't that it was like 
you would think they would be sigh of relief, but then they didn't know what this thing, how it, how it spread, how it was going to kill you. Right. <laughs> so it was very. Everybody was paranoid, and each the, of the three sessions I ran, each session had its own level of paranoia. So the other genre that I kind of wanted to talk about was the zombie genre, yes. which I guess I haven't played any zombie games, and uh, zombies aren't my thing. But I guess it would be a Monster Hunter game to me, right? You're going to have to figure out how not to get catch whatever these zombies have and how to kill them, in my opinion, because that would be the horror of it, that you would catch the disease and become a zombie. Well, I think you're right. I think that most games will probably go along those lines. In the TV show, the zombies are just, what is it? They're just setting. The real story is the interaction between humans, right? Who are desperately trying to survive, desperately trying to gather as much resources to live. And then there's always a threat of the of the zombies around the corner or not too far away. And I think... I think that's probably where the transition goes different from RP from the TV shows or what people think of zombies to the to RPG. Most games seem like they're monster killing. They're going out killing monsters, killing the zombies and then foraging for stuff where I don't think there's a lot of like internal angst between the the characters. characters where that's where like the Walking Dead, that's the the Walking Dead was all about these people having to live together or deal with each other. And even though they didn't like each other, they were dependent on each other to survive. I don't know how well that translates to a role-playing game, unless you're really into that internal drama type stuff. And I am not, right? I am not that type of player or GM. I'm the type of GM that just wants to have a good time. I know there's people out there who sort of use a role-playing game as a therapeutic tool. I've heard of that happening. I don't know if that's necessarily what you people should be doing. Uh, but uh, anybody, you know, you're all entitled to do what you want. I'm there to have a good time to just like going to see a movie. So I like fun things. And if I were to, to play in a role-playing game about zombies, I'd be in the, like you said, just out there surviving, killing uh, zombies and and figuring out a way to survive to the next day or the next week or you know finding the casual weapons food and stuff like that not this like internal struggle with my fellow players talking about whatever <laughs> talking about the, the the will to live in this terrible environment anyway so there's a few games out there about zombies right the rpgs uh, the one that first came to mind uh, is, I think it is, I forget, oh man, I can't believe I forgot the name of the company, but it's called uh, Something Apocalypse, right? There's a f- series of four four books, I think, and they each have a different kind of a pop- apocalypse. There's a robot apocalypse, the gods come back, alien, and then zombie apocalypse. And the weird thing about this game is that you play yourself, right? There's stats and there's stuff. So what happens is you get a- go around, get around with your friends. And you create yourself, right? <laughs> In the role-playing game using the stats. Most people, supposedly... Are going to up their stats. Supposedly, that's what happens, right? I've never done it, but people who have played in this kind of game where you're supposed to make yourself in a... and As a, as a role-playing character. As, as a character in a role-playing game. They overestimate their... Their strength. Their, their strengths. Oh, yeah. And underestimate their weaknesses, oh, yeah. right? So, like... And then I think it's funny that 
in this game, what happens is you write out your stats and then you show them to everybody else and then everybody else votes on whether you got your character right or not. <laughs> if that's a true representation. That's so if somebody goes, oh, I have a straight 15 and they're like, and everybody goes, uh, uh, you, you can't know, lift that couch anymore. What yeah, are you talking, are you talking about? about? <laughs> you know, and all these, oh, you're not that good looking or you're not that charismatic and stuff like that. I mean, those, there's a serious ego blows to your character, right? Or to yourself. So you definitely want to just play amongst friends or people you don't know at all. <laughs> people you don't know. So that's the interesting aspect of the game. And then I, I guess, depending on how greedy you want, you play your game like uh, from your own home, right? You start the game in your own home. This happens and you guys all have to get together and you, you can only grab stuff that you own in your own home, right? So if, you Sounds know, like a horrible game. <laughs> Well, you know, we're not survivalists, so we don't own any AR-15s and, and uh, what is it, machine guns or, or anti-aircraft missiles. So, But we know where to get them. Yeah, you go to, yeah. I mean, the stuff like that happens. So I think it's an interesting game. I've never played it. I actually own the books. Uh, I'm not even sure if they're in print anymore. There's another game called Red Markets, which deals with the economy of uh, zombie apocalypse, where you are in a bottom rung of society and you literally have to go out and hunt for stuff that's worth stuff to bring it back and sell it and each time you go out uh you know there's a more risk of getting infected by zombies and you have to battle zombies and this is it's this economic game or pusher element kind of game where you, do you want to go out again to be able to afford medicine for your kid or something like that i mean they make it really punishing if you don't do what you got to do so it doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, it's and it's a huge book. I I remember seeing it at at the at the bookstore, and it's like five, six, seven hundred page book. I mean, it's a beefy tome, and I'm thinking, what the hell's in that thing? I didn't even look into it. It's, well, a lot of people are into zombies, though. That's a genre yes, that people zo like. Zombies have been good in for about twenty years. Yeah. I think it's starting to wane. I think. Um, I think. I don't know. I saw you playing Left for Dead last night on the computer. So well, that's a yeah, that's true. But like uh, the shows, uh, I think uh, what, they're still on. What is it? The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. I think they're all finished. No, there. I, I saw the Fear of the Walking Dead is supposed to end this year. Uh, I don't know if there's any new Walking Dead series coming up. Hulu, ha Hulu, and uh, <laughs> one of the other ones I have have it all over the place. So, so there you go. Yeah, there was even some low budget series uh, where it talked about it, it was a uh, a zombie apocalypse. I think it was World War, not World War Z, is the Z apocalypse or something like that. And then, and I'm like, wow, this is kind of like interesting. But then, like I said, I'm not much into zombies, so so that's that's a genre you could use. Yes, and then Saul and I played a game. Morgan ran it. It was it was these killer clowns. The kill <laughs> and. And I hate clowns, okay? She hates clowns. So almost phobic. Almost. Yeah, except they they scare me like into I wanna hit them, right? Like get them away from me. So so it was a it was a very um it was it was fine except that I just wanted to kill all the clowns in the Which game. Which was good because they were evil. Yes. So you can't go with something like that and I, I'm I'm sure that that was a, a a written adventure somewhere. Yes. I don't even remember what game we were, what game it was. It's called Cthulhu, I think. Oh, was it a Call of Cthulhu? I don't remember. It's called Cthulhu Rules. Yeah. But it was, it was, a, it was a good game once you got, it, yeah, it once was. You got past the killer clown part? Yeah. 
But that's like a total horror game for me, right? Anything with clowns in it. It doesn't even have to be a horror game. If there's a clown, Saul can attest to this. It it freaks me out, and I find that horror, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he did. He maybe he came up with it because he found a, a clown motel. Remember? Yes. Which is which? Right next to it is a cemetery. Yes. And I think he actually made that adventure. Uh, it was a it was a it was a really good adventure. And he had all these pictures. And oh, it was horrible. <laughs> so I mean, he asked you if you were okay playing that game because he knew about your clown phobia. I don't know if it's clown phobia or cloud clown enragement because you just get nasty. I don't like clowns. Yes. So I think you could you could if depending on people's amount of phobia, like if they if people cannot. Uh, just function yeah. with stuff like that, then I wouldn't use it. Like my, my, my sister is afraid of cats, right? So they, and she describes it, they're disgusting, right? In, in Spanish. And I'm like, they're disgusting. I've never, I've never had a phobia. Like, I don't like spiders. Okay. I don't know who people like spiders. I'm, I'm creeped out by snakes, but spiders, I don't like. Uh, I think there's a natural aversion to spiders, but I don't Those think the ones we have, I don't think they're disgusting. I mean, I, I may, well, maybe uh, the one from the Lord of the Rings was disgusting. Uh, with slavertating all over the Frodo and stuff. But I wouldn't use that term. But because she's so phobic, that is why uh, she uses those terms, right? And I think if you're if somebody is like that, I would not use, like, giant killer cats in that campaign to 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 scare the crap out of her she might just like walk out of the game and you should if you're gonna run it with evil clowns you should make sure nobody at the table doesn't like clowns because clowns kind of scare people sometimes some people really right and at the, i don't know i i've never had that uh, situation well i didn't when i was growing up i never really dealt too much about that or cared too much about clowns but slowly but surely because of jolene's uh aversion to them i've grown to not to like clowns myself not that i'm like scared of them but i'm like yeah they are kind of grotesque with the big old red smile and stuff like that yeah it's yeah. pretty unnerving so so when you are playing a horror game you should make sure that whatever genre it is people don't like it's not the people that you're playing with make sure they actually are good with playing that yeah it doesn't kinda, make them catatonic yeah. <laughs> get it catatonic um Sorry, I got lost in the clowns. So one of the other genres that we kind of talked about, but you can steampunk, Victoriana, those kind of, and liminal, the urban fantasy Uh, or urban horror. It can be urban fantasy, but usually you're having to get rid of some kind of horror, right? Or something. Not usually. Liminal can go either way. You could just be trying to keep the fairies from invading. Yeah, or... (laughs) Yeah, like taking the, people and taking them into their <laughs> realm, right? Yeah. Yes, which could be uh, a horror in and liminal. Episode. Yeah, liminal is very interesting because it. Uh, I really like the way uh, Paul mentioned stuff. That game is super easy to play, and his case notes, which are mm-hmm. basic adventures, they're always based on some sort of uh, the ones he's legend. made. Yeah, some legend, some legend from England. So at one point. Uh, I was describing the the evil denizen of that was doing this, and M- M- Morgan had knew about it. He goes, "It's a red hat." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah." They kept mentioning it's a red hat in the adventure, but I didn't have any experience from. I mean, I'm not English. I'm, you know, mainly Mexican, so I have no idea what a red hat is or that that 
that legend of from coming from from uh, England about this red hat, which is a is a is a is a horrible thing to run into, right? I guess yeah, it's a big brooding like uh, goblin like yeah. thing that kills people, hits them over the head with uh, with a club, and then takes you away. But you know, but if you were to mention like the Yorona, right, the, the crying yeah. woman, in to me, I knew it, I would know exactly what you're talking about, and I'll probably get chills. Yes, chills on <laughs> my arm. Just thinking about it. Just thinking about it because I I grew up with that legend, right? Yeah. Uh, the chupacabra it was something I never heard about until much was much older. But el cucuy, uh. which is like the boogeyman, literally. Uh, is something that I have heard about, and you know, they, they not my parents would never say that the boogeyman's going to get you, but my friends would say that. Yeah. So I got. I also have a hefty, uh, not what is it, F- not fear, but I, I get anxious in pitch darkness. <laughs> when I, I used to, I mean, when I was a kid. I used to go out in my backyard, and it, because we lived in the non-incorporated part of the city, there was no city lights. So when I went into my backyard, I was like. I can't see anything out here. And, you know, we it was a huge backyard. It wasn't like a normal backyard. But uh, I would always, how it was where I grew up. I would always rush when I was, you know, my dad would go, go get something, blah, blah, blah. And so I'd go get it. And then I'd come rushing back into the house because there's light. <laughs> and then, like, I, one time we stayed at my sister's, well, my, my brother was staying somewhere and we babysat his daughter. And he was staying at my sister's place out in the boonies. And uh, it's windows all the way around practically and it's on the top of a hill in the middle of nowhere and it was like pitch dark out there i'm like this is unnerving i didn't like it either and i was inside and that was just real life so imagine a (laughs) horror game in that setting yeah imagine a horror setting something creepy out there breaking wood and, and stomping around and you're like no don't know what it is so if you're gonna run a horror game i think Two of the best kinds are the the mystery, right? You have to figure out what this thing is and what it's doing. And depending on the genre you're playing, if you're playing Call of Cthulhu, try not to get go insane, trying to help the people. Or if you are playing Supernatural, you figure out what it is, it's probably pretty scary and you're going to go kill it. And then learning how to kill it because right. not everything can be killed by natural means, <clears throat> right? You got to have, uh, I don't know, you need an amulet. Or, or you, you have to have a spear of salts. You know, salts or, or spices, <laughs> incense. Fire works on lots of things. Aliens, <laughs> you want the flame flow, flame thrower, or <clears throat> supernatural fire and salt kill a lot of things. <laughs> so horror games, there's certain things you're you're gonna do right. Those are the kind of genres, and I think those two different two different kinds. The the mystery, trying to figure out what it is, and not knowing what it is, right. Or the, well, and it could still be part of a mystery, right? Once you figure out what it is, you either have to kill it or try to keep it from, make a deal with it to make it go away. I mean, yeah, f- figure out what it wants and yeah. if it's doable to give it to that thing or whatever or not. Or the other, on the other side, figure out how to kill it. Yeah. So there's certain things that you can do to make the, the, the ho- add horror to the situation. And we were talking about being creepy, mm-hmm. adding creepy things that are unsettling. Like and, clowns. Well, I mean, it could be something like that. And I, I don't know, uh, put the characters in a dark place or where they can't see or in a confined space. Anything that that inhibits the, the characters from using all their senses. And we were talking about this for like 
Conan is a good example of uh, it's it's not really a horror game, right? But a lot of there's the, horror aspects to it. <clears throat> a lot of the monsters monsters are if you read Robert E. Howard. Yes. A lot of the monsters, like he always says, they're the children of Set, or yes, and they're they're like they're like crazy things like basilisks or creepy worms that are going to come in and take you over. They are creepy, right? And the way that he describes them in the books is, and the one that I was talking to Saul about was the, I think it's the God in the Basket. Yes. And this, there's this basket in this room and everybody in the house is like dead when they find it and it's empty. And throughout the description is, and it's like a, was it a basilisk? I think, or, I think that's a, what he used the term the, at the end, but it was basically a giant snake. Yeah. But he never told you it was a giant snake. Right. And he, he didn't. Told, he, he, he used terms like the shadowy figure going up the wall or you saw right. this, you know, you saw it out of the corner of your eye. And it was just movements and, and shadows and stuff. And, and the good thing is he didn't describe it in any way that would make you think it was a snake. Right. Right. Because like Jolene was a slither and I go, I think he purposely didn't use those type of words. So you, as the reader, you didn't know what it was, just like Conan and the characters in the book. And it wasn't until it was revealed what it was. You're like, oh, my God, it's just a giant snake. But it was a humongous snake, right? Like a big old huge anaconda. But I think it was a viper. Oh, but yeah. it was a representation of a god, right? right? And so that made it even. It was a child to set. Yeah, it was. It was That's more than just a, an animal. It yeah. was some supernatural thing. And and of course, you know, Conan goes in and kills it. Because right. That's what Conan does. Right. <clears throat> Which is a good horror thing, right? You you discover what it is, and you either there's only a certain number of things you can do, and killing <laughs> it is probably the best one in that situation. Otherwise, it's going to kill you. Right. And then there's what? The the, the, the elephant in the tower or something like that? Yeah. And that had nothing to do with like, uh, that was just like a very strange supernatural being. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't even necessarily that thing wasn't evil. I don't think it, it was. It was just odd. <laughs> yes. But anyway, so I think uh, so using this, non-descriptive yeah. terms that describe the thing, but describe what it's like. Kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. So I think that's the best way to to add that, that sense of creepiness. Another way you can do is grotesque or gross stuff, yeah. right? Which, depending on your, your group, it mileage may vary. Some people say. I, I think the the one of the ideas for that one would be like weird war, right? You're World War Two soldiers, and you they they tell you, well, we came across this this body that was torn up. Yes, and. And you have to figure out what it is, right? And throughout your investigations, your people are talking about like they saw it looked like a giant wolf or something. Yes, yes. And you're going, okay. And everybody at the table is going, oh my god, it's a werewolf or something like yeah, that, yeah. right? And so, so you know what you're going to have to do, but you're got to figure out how to how to do it, how to kill it, or right. whatever, to keep it from killing all the the townspeople or whatever. Yes, that's a good, good one. Yeah. Another one is suspense. Keep the characters off their feet as to what might happen next. And sometimes it could be something like really mundane and like, but because they're, they're such a heightened attention to stuff, it might be something innocent and they're not, it may be something like, Oh, the, the paper boy comes in and and says, Oh, sorry, sir. I, I got your newspaper wet last time, but so here it is. And you're like, is that really a little paper boy? Especially in the middle of a mystery or horror game. 
out of nowhere comes some innocent kid or some innocent person who has no clue as to what's going on and they seem unscathed about like people are dying left and right but here's this person who's like oh i came to deliver a pizza and like what about the the werewolves outside and like what (laughs) you know what i mean and so then they're suspicious about that. And so there's that suspense, like, uh, well, is, is this guy, is this really a person or is it some, something else? Right. Is this thing as represented or is it something else? The one that I like that Saul, talks, that Saul has on his list is put a traitor in the midst. <laughs> and I think that that comes from Alien, myself. The company man. The company man yes. is there. And always be suspicious of the company man because you know that he is the one that is going to try to get that alien back to the space station to to wherever right right but in, in call of cthulhu sometimes um you, you hit a certain point where suddenly you become possessed or something so well, that's next on my list it's infection and possession yeah where that's uh, a fear you know, alien your fear of being infected yes right in call of cthulhu uh, especially when you're dealing with ghosts, you worry about being possessed. And sometimes you don't even know that possibility exists. exists right. Right. Well, and when you talk about Alien and the company man, I mean, we played a game where Bay was the company man. And I kept telling everybody not to trust him. And nobody would listen to me because they all had their own agendas. And well, then- you thought you were being paranoid. And then he had the the <laughs> synthetic guy go after me and try to kill me. <laughs> Which I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is one that I usually don't do at conventions, and I'm not a killer GM, but death should be possible. I know one of my friends uh, is famous for saying, death is on the table, and, uh, and to scare away people, I guess. He usually tries to make it so the players don't believe that they're invincible, and they could go charging into the action, guns blazing, and that they're going to live. Well, that's because he runs a lot of Call of Cthulhu, yes. and when you sit down at a, at a convention, some people don't know that you can't go in and swinging at the monsters, right? That, that'll probably in badly for you yes and he he uses the, he uses uh he was a D player as a uh derogative uh, of uh play style because he finds that people who play D tend to be very proactive and action orientated where call of cthulhu is a more subtle game so i think he's just trying to make sure that people understand that this is not a D game this is not a action heroic action movie type story and that's one side well that that's one kind of a horror game right because the horror is so horrible you're not going to win yes so you got to figure yes. out how to how to deal with it and stay sane right versus the the there's there's the killer clowns let's go kill them <laughs> kind of yeah. game right I think I think a big difference is in in all throughout all these games is how badass are your PCs versus the monster? Yeah, right. In Call of Cthulhu, no, no, you're just normal people way over your heads. In Dark Conspiracies, Supernatural, you're, right. you're very, you are the people that take care of and get rid of these right. monsters. You're very capable people. You're trained in in things that would help you. Uh, a, do your task. So even if the crying woman in white on that bridge scares the hell out of you, you know, you gotta, can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to go and 
take care of this. Oh, hell, double, <laughs> H -D E double hockey sticks. Yes, you can say hell. So I think uh, if you if you know your group, uh, most likely you will. If you're playing a, a horror game with them, uh, push on those things that they don't like. Uh, clowns for people who dislike clowns. I'm not talking about full on phobias, uh, but uh, stay away from those topics. Definitely ask them if you yes. know they don't like clowns. Ask them if it's okay because. Right. If I wouldn't have known that if Morgan hadn't said, well, the name of the game was Killer, what, was something about clowns in a motel. Yes. And I was like, okay, I can do it. And you did fine. You did fine. I so, might have been a little violent, but I did fine. <laughs> uh, have fun out there. Uh, happy Halloween. Yeah. It's coming up soon. Uh, there's all kinds of adventures out there, uh, specifically for Halloween. One shots. Lots of horror. Lots of horror. Lots of different games from D&D &D to Traveler to... Anything you can anything think of. Anything you can think of. Uh, if you go to drive through RPG, I'm sure there's 101 adventures. And it's there. always fun to do a, a one-shot like that for, yes. for your group. Yes. So there you go. Good luck. This is Gaming Perspectives with... Saul. And Jolene. And you have a good day.